Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of Little Anime Podcast. We talk about anything anime related, games, movies, shows, anything anime related we talk about. So before we get into our main topic and our new, well, maybe I'll say the new section of the last, which we don't really have long with our returning guest. Hello, returning guest, would you like to say hello? Hi, how are you guys doing? Yes, Venetia has come back. So, of course, with her coming back, you know, what we're going to be talking about, we'll be continuing on with the next couple of story arcs in Black Clover. So, um, Denisha, you've pretty much seen up to the, you've seen up to the Royal Knights exam, right? That's where we're going to be kind of stopping. We'll be stopping, like, right at the end where it finishes. Yeah, I watched all that. I'm I'm caught up. I think the only parts I haven't seen were the last 20 episodes. Okay, so you're pretty much like in the final story arc. Mm-hmm. Right, all right. So let's just jump into it, and I'll say the new section for last. Since Denisha doesn't have much time with us, and this is a series we both really love. So let's just jump right into it. So it pretty much picks up where le- where it left off, where uh, Capital got attacked by the Eye of the Midnight Sun, uh, Fregolion has recovered, but he is, of course, he has lost an arm and he is uh, unconscious at the moment. So right now the Crimson Lions are down their captain. So how did you feel knowing that the Crimson Lions were missing their captain? And for a very long time, actually, it takes quite a while before they get a replacement. Felicia? Uh, I think she stepped away for a minute. Uh, for me personally, I was... Oh, there, you, there she goes. Sorry, I forgot to put myself on mute. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I was saying, how did you feel knowing that the Crimson Lions were going to be missing their captain for the next couple of episodes? I, I, I don't know, because when I first saw it, I was kind of scared. Because I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, is it like how bad is his injury? He did lose an arm, Denisha, and he was bleeding. Yeah. Precisely until, you know, Mimosa came and healed him, and then they got him to the, uh, pretty much like where the, is it like the royal doctor or something, something like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, they, he was pretty down and he was unconscious for a very long time in the series. So, I mean, I was freaking out. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? How are they going to do this? But yeah, I was really feeling for the Crimson Lions, especially for uh, Leopold. You know, that's his brother. You know, seeing him like that um, really must have, you know, shook it out of him. But so picking up where we left off at this point, um, after everything mm-hmm. has cooled down, um, there's a, they have a day off. So uh, there's actually an episode that we didn't talk about, which is kind of funeral related since we did kind of forget about him. Um, since we are, since he does play a major role in his next two arcs, how did you feel about our woman crazed uh, portal taxi guy, funeral? How did you feel when you first met him? I, okay, to be fair, I didn't really have a reaction to him because he was such a background character uh-huh. and like the first couple of arcs. So I didn't even have an initial reaction to it. But once yeah. you start getting his personality, I was like, oh, okay, so that's how he fits into this. He's yeah. Weird. <laughs> I mean, all the Black Bulls are pretty weird, but yeah, he didn't really play a huge role until later on in the series. So, but one of the episodes that he did play, like, was like a major part, was he took Asta and Luck to a mixer to meet these girls, you know, try to get a girlfriend. And of course, Noelle with her crush on Asta, but not being so obvious I about that it. Hilarious. Huh? I found that whole scene hilarious. That was that was a hilarious <laughs> episode because you know um, Noelle hears about it. So at first she's like, "Oh, I don't care if he goes out with another girl and shows up at the restaurant, spying on them." And you know it was just hilarious. And Luck, being Luck, doesn't know what's going on. He's just like, "Hey, you want to fight?" <laughs> to the girl, <laughs> and the girl's like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> but um, like, what did I just set myself up for? Yeah, she's like, "What did I walk into?" Okay. But what I'm talking about this episode, though, that episode is because we meet the girl Rebecca that Asta ends up um, becoming friends with, and later on she develops a little crush on him. So, um, and it's funny at the end of that episode, she. Um, you know, she kind of developed feelings for him and she asks him, hey, do you have a girl you like? And Asta being Asta doesn't fully understand the question and pretty much says, yeah, it's a girl I know and whatnot. And she thinks it's a member of the Black Bulls, like a, a magic knight like him. And of course, Noelle's there and she hears it. So she thinks, oh my God, he's talking about me when nope. As soon as both of them leave, he screams out, marry me, sister Lily. And I was like, Asta, you freaking idiot. Right? I'm just like, oh, that would have been so cute. Asta. I mean, that would have hurt. That would have broke both their hearts. I mean, Noah at this point already knows, but you know, she's like, hello. Like, you know, told her she's a woman of the cloth. They don't marry, but he's like, I'll make it happen. And at the end, he screams, marry me, sister Lily. And I was like, Asta, stop. <laughs> just stop it. But I'm like, his devotion for this sister Lily is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. So uh, to pretty much why I'm talking about her is because Asta's like, he acts as magma. Hey, can you take me to the uh, city where he had the mixer? And Noelle, of course, again, overhears. So when she hears, of course, she immediately jumps to, oh, he must be going to see that girl again. Not like I care. And as soon as, you know, he goes off, she's like, okay, maybe I do care and ends up following him. Um, at the time we meet, uh, we get more information about Ghosh, the sister lover of the Black Bulls. He goes, you know, he once a month he uses his times off to go see his sister, buys her like a bajillion things that she probably doesn't use in the month that she doesn't see him. 
And as soon as she, as soon as he like gets closer to the orphanage where she's staying at, he's like, oh, my dear Angel Marie. And she sees him playing with Asta and he just crumbles and he's like, what? He's so creepy. Like, (laughs) so creepy. So, you know, he's playing with the kids, Asta being Asta, you know, playing with the kids, getting along with them. And Ghosh is like, what the hell's going on? What are you doing here? why are you playing with my sister Marie also being oblivious like oh I didn't know you had a sister and he's like of course I talk about her all the time and it's like yeah you do and he's like oh this is my first time meeting her um I came to play with Rebecca and her brothers and sisters that's how you know she gets reintroduced again and oh my god this this scene was hilarious when you know he's stepping on Austin like stay away from my sister and the sister's like stop it leave him alone he's the man I'm gonna marry and he's like excuse me and Noelle overhears and she's like say what excuse me no absolutely not (laughs) so funny and I thought she was so adorable when she said that because she's just like she's like stop it big brother he's the man I'm gonna marry leave him alone and he's just like she probably like Austin's like a little prince that he's like just made for her yeah because she's like she's like oh you're so strong Austin he's so cool he's funny so I thought it was hilarious and so cute that she just immediately develop a crush and told her brother I'm gonna marry Austin in the future and it's like oh you're so sweet <laughs> so you know at the point um a sister shows up I forgot her name um the sister that takes care of the orphanage and he's watching over his sister shows up and he's so mean to her but it's kind of a back and forth because she calls him names and he calls her an old bag she's like a criminal like you shouldn't be around an angel like marie or just corrupt her and the banter is hilarious uh <laughs> yeah because they, they they were both rude to each other they were I, I terrible i was like how you how you a nun <laughs> right I was, that's exactly when i first thought when i met her i was like how in the hell are you a nun but later on you find out she actually was a uh she's a retired magic knight so i was like oh okay so you was you was a badass that kind of explains it and i was like okay okay i get you so you know she takes marie and the kids and they leave and asa goes and hangs out with rebecca and her brothers and sisters and the scene that was so hilarious they're in the family restaurant and the siblings her rebecca's younger siblings are encouraging her to uh, axe asta out and noelle's overhearing it and she's freaking out she's like boiling all the water in the restaurant and spraying it everywhere <laughs> and it's just like because she hears them that her siblings are like hey you know ax him out or oh maybe you should like pretend to fall into his arms and get a kiss from him and just a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff and it was just so funny and i love yeah i even loved how the little baby on the back came and talking just throwing the thumbs up like go for it i was like you know what <laughs> i'm about done with you kids <laughs> so, you know that was so funny that was no. hilarious the whole scene i was like oh they're really rooting for her they're they're like, go for it go for it <laughs> they're, they're like yeah i like Austin too i wouldn't mind if he's our brother-in-law i was like you know what Austin just has all these kids just loving him and trying to set them up with their young with their older si- uh, sisters and it's just like Asta, you know what that's what i'm saying Asta's so oblivious he doesn't realize he has all these girls falling for him but it's at it's nighttime and you know Austin ends up staying over but uh, then it starts snowing out of nowhere, which is weird since it's nowhere near the winter time. Um, then you see all these kids being put in like a trance, and they're all walking away from the village. So you're like, okay, what? 
what's going on? But at the time, Ghost doesn't realize what's going on. He wants to kill Asta since, you know, Marie says she wants to marry him. But he's like, Asta's like, dude, calm down. She's just a kid. It's just something kids say. She, she doesn't really mean it. She'll forget about it in a couple of years. And he's like, no, don't even think of staying in the same area as my sister trying to kill her. That's when Rebecca comes out, you know, in the mix of everything. And she's like, Asta, uh, two of her, I think it was like two or three of her siblings were missing. And that's when they realize all the other kids in the village are missing too. And Marie is missing as well. So of course that pushes Ghost over the edge. He grabs the sister by the collar and he's like, why aren't you doing your job? How could you let this happen? Um, threatening to like hit her and whatnot. And even when he was about to hit her, Asta steps in the way and stops her, stops him. That was some shit. I mean, I, I understand he's upset, but dang, he was yeah. very, very, very protective very disrespectful so when also you know jumps in the way and he's like oh you brat what the heck and you know also's like hey hey calm down let's just talk this reasoning like adults and freaking like he- like he he'll kneel him to the ground with his which is so cool he's like hey calm down and literally throws his leg into the arm and bashes him to the head and i was like oh that's exactly what you get trying to hit a old woman like that so you know he talks down he talks to ghost and he's like listen we're magic knights get your act together come on let's go and save these kids because obviously something's going on uh noelle pops up and it's funny also being awesome like hey noelle what are you doing here and she's like um nothing never mind shut up So the Ghosh and Asta go off to find out where the kids are because at first they don't know where they are, but then Ghosh says that he has a mirror that he gave to Marie that he uses to con- like contact her when he's uh, um, at work and whatnot. So he can use that to track where she is. Um, so him and Asta go off to find out where the kids are while Noelle stays behind, you know, trying to bring peace to the villagers and contact headquarters to send backup. Um, how did you feel when um, when she contacts that haha guy, Seki? What happened? You said how I felt when, he, when they contact them? Well, she contacts uh, the Magic Knight headquarters and she meets that ha. His name is Seki, but also calls him the haha guy. So he always saying ha ha. I was like, what is the little weasel going to try to do? Because um, he's he always up to something. Yeah, because, you know, he hated Asta for, because um, he blames Asta for the reason why he ended up in the Green Praying Mantis when he probably could have gotten, well, he thinks he could have gone to a much better guild, uh, Magic Knight squad, but end up ending up in that one. So he kind of has that love-hate relationship with Asta. So, you know, he's like, she's like, listen, do your job, go get um, help. So he goes off to the Black Bulls to get help. But of course, the Black Bulls being Black Bulls don't know what go- what's going on and instead wasting so much time and he almost gets killed a bunch of times, you know, interacting with the other members of the Black Bulls. It was just so funny. LC was hilarious. I think this is like one of the funniest sections. Like it was, it was dark, but it was still funny. Yeah. So you know, he gets there. He tells after a while, after all that shenanigans, he tells uh, Captain Yami, "Hey, uh, some of your squad mates asked for help." Austin, of course, Yami being Yami, like, "Why did you say that from the beginning?" And he's like, "I tried to, but y'all tried to kill me when I got here." <laughs> the moment they didn't get. Like misspelled fireballs, you're trying to throw at me. Like, yeah, all and then stuff. he almost got eaten by those beasts that Yami keeps in the 
keeps as pets and it was a mess like I said he almost died like a couple of times in there and it was just like oh my god and that's what he was like I tried to but you freaking people tried to kill me when I was as soon as I got here you're like huh what do you mean like I don't know what you're talking about but okay (laughs) so we come back to the kids and we find out that this I even forget I forget their names the one who uses the snow magic and the other guy I guess his brother sort of um, have taken the kids and you find out he's working with the Ida Midnight Sun to create this I forgot what it was to create some magic item tool and to use to power it up they're gonna suck the magic out of all these kids so they have this like a way to measure how strong of a magic presence these kids have so one of the kids that they uh, try to store absorb magic from turns out to be one of Rebecca's siblings but because he doesn't have so much magic, they just immediately just like toss him away. After like hitting him a few times, like cutting him up, then he he's still in the trance, so he doesn't like feel it and he's crying out. But um, they realize, oh, he has too weak of a magic. So they just throw him away like he's trash and they throw him outside the cave that they're in. And he almost freezes to death until uh, Asta, uh, Ghosh, and the sister show up when they find him. Uh, Ghost goes off ahead because, of course, the only thing he cares about is saving Marie. So when Asta and the sister stay behind, and they they're like, "Oh, we don't know what can what can we do to um, get him out of this trance." That's when Asta pulls out one of his uh, anti magic swords, taps the kid on the head, and he's able to break the spell. Uh, how do you think about that? That just a little tap from Asta's sword can break a spell that's on someone. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool, but like part of me was like. That's really convenient. I mean, it is, but it does. I mean, it does. It's kind of convenient, but later on, even like you realize something, like even like a little tap is not enough. There are times when he has to use yeah. like the whole sword and whatnot. So, so you know, he wakes the kid. The kid, of course, is crying. He realizes he's in pain. That's when the sister uses the, her healing magic, which I thought was so beautiful. The little candle lights, you know, around him, warming him up and healing him that's when he like kind of remembers what happens tells Asta like hey you have to say the other kids they're still stuck inside they're gonna do terrible things to them and Asta's like yeah don't worry uh, you stay here it's too dangerous you stay here and he gives him his magic night coat and he's like listen you're a man now stay here and everything will be fine but he also tells him like hey don't get any snot on my uniform give it right back as clean as it is now and I was like Asta really that's not really important but he's like yeah yeah I, I will I will so him and the sister head off into the cave by that time they've already sucked the magic out of some of these kids which you later find out is kind of bad since they sucked all the magic out of them they're pretty much in the same state as Asta like they have no magic and probably won't ever be able to use magic in the future which really pisses off Asta when he uh, gets there but um at the time they're about to take the magic of marie because they sense she has so much magic um and they when she tries to fight back they uh scratch her a little bit on the face that's when gosha arrives when he sees her and as soon as he sees a little scratch on his face he freaking loses it he attacks them head on uh the guy with the snow magic can barely hold him back they're sensing how much of a powerful magic present he has and they're like oh my god what do we get ourselves into 
um and it looks like he's about to, he's holding them back but then they pull out this really powerful magic and it looks like Gosha's is about to get attacked when asa comes in and slashes it away of course like i said the only thing Gosha cares about is marie so in that whole confusion he ends up grabbing marie and leaving them not even trying to bother save the other kids he just ups and takes marie and dips i was like you son of a bitch what the hell <laughs> That was so sneaky. I was like, after he saved you, you're just gonna just take your sister and dip? What about the other kids? But he then does end up turning around after, uh, you know, Marie gets mad at him and he's like, those are my friends. How could you just leave them behind? And of course, we get the whole backstory of how they were both nobles and how their fam, how their mother and father were killed by relatives who were coveting their family's fortune and once they like changed all the records and whatnot that they would get the family fortune and kick Gosh and Marie out and then you know with all that Gosh ended up turning to crime trying to steal from people getting thrown in jail and then he ended up escaping running into Captain Yami and Captain Yami's like hey you can either be on the run for the rest of your life or you could be a magic knight and become something someone your sister can be proud of so how did you feel about all that, learning their backstory? And I mean, I hated Gosh, but when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, they went through a lot. Like, that's that's terrible. And the whole process, I was like, that's, I can't believe, like, those parents would do that. Like, this is just insane. You it wasn't even their mean? parents. Their parents were killed off by their family members, like relatives. Like, their relatives killed their parents just so that they can get the family fortune and whatnot for themselves. And then, as soon as they got it, kicked them to the curb, kicked them out, left them to the street. And I was like, damn, no wonder Gosh is, as you, as you find out, he's like, the only thing I need to care about is myself and my sister. Because, you know, after being betrayed by his family like that, he feels like he can't trust people anymore. So he only can believe in himself and Marie. But Marie, you know, talks some sense into him. And when he... um meets up with Rebecca's brother who's outside and he's like yeah um, I'm here waiting for the other kids because Asta told me to be brave and whatnot and he was like he gave us courage because he was like magic knights were going to show up and save everyone so you know hearing all that and with the talk of Marie he ends up turning back around to go help them so at this point um Asta is pretty mad when he finds out that the kids who had their magic sucked out probably won't be able to use magic anymore so they're pretty much like in the same state he was, but he feels even more terrible because they had a chance to, you know, use their magic for good and it just got taken to them like that. So when he attacks the older brother, oh, he goes ham into him. He like cuts him up and he slams him to the wall. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, he's like, as soon as the sister is able to bind him, he pretty much is like in a really threatening voice, like, you're gonna turn these kids back to normal, you're gonna give them back your magic power, and you're gonna pay for your crimes. And, you know, at first he's like, yes, yes, he's terrified of Asta. He's like, yes, I'll do that, I'll do that. Um, um, but at, then he ends up using one of his, he has a mud magic, so he creates like this little doll, and he uses it to tap this thing that sends up a signal, so when that happened, I was like, oh shit, who is he contacting? Oh god, here we go. Like, how many more of them are there? Like, how many more people from the item that's suddenly gonna pop up? But at the time, Asta, you know, and the sister heal all the other kids, and they end up sending them, um, she ends up using her magic to create this little, like, 
fire leopard that ends up like carrying a couple of the kids away and sending them out. So, uh, but at this point, one of the Eye of the Midnight Suns ended up popping up and it's Sally, the crazy doctor that wanted to experiment on Asta since he had no magic, but was able to use this anti-magic source. So she pops up and she's like, Asta, hello. And he's like, oh God, not again. He's like, oh gosh. Like, what? this girl is trying to like dissect my whole organs and everything. Everything. So he's like, God damn it, not again. <laughs> So, you know, she shows up and um, that's when also it's revealed that the sister was a former magic knight and that she knew Flagolion and actually was his teacher back in the day. So I was like, oh, you was a a badass back in the day if you taught someone who was a former captain, who is a captain. So I was like, okay, okay. I freaking she's like one of my favorite female characters in that whole series. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, okay. So... You know, Sally pops up and, you know, the guy is like, hey, I need your help. These guys are trying to stop our project and whatnot. And she ends up, like, inserting him with some weird magic potion that she ended up creating. But it ends up going out of control and he ends up getting, like, consumed by his magic and turning into this big mud monster that no matter how many times Asa's cutting it, he, it just grows back. And, you know, he's doing that while the sister is collecting all the kids and sending them away. By that time, uh, Ghosh ends up returning back, you know, helping them out. Um, but then it, even with Ghosh coming back and helping them, it's still not enough. But until Asa whoops out his other sword, the other anti-magic sword that can absorb the magic of, peop- of other people, like what he did with Noel to uh, attack the... Uh, Mars from the Diamond Kingdom so that's when Ghosh has an idea and he uses he that's when he um lifts off the hair in front of his eye and you see that he has a glass or yeah like a glass eye that can he can use to like perform this really powerful magic spell that he does and ends up creating like duplicates of Asta with the uh sword that he used to absorb his magic with and with it he's able to take down the uh Boo monster and take down Sally at the same time, but of course, and they really wound her really seriously. Which, excuse me, when they do, you know, subsue her, and you know, they're about to, you know, wrap up everything. That's when uh, these beams of light come out of nowhere and skewer the sister. How did you feel when it looked like everything was done, the battle's over, and these light swords come out of nowhere and just start piercing everyone? scary like so scary i was like oh no yeah i was like like literally you blink and you're missing i was like what the fuck just happened what, what, right that wasn't it, her i was like what the hell just happened so like it literally turned, looked like everything was fine at a certain everything point was fine. You know? the battle was over they're gonna get the kids home and nope this light swords come out of nowhere skewer the sister and you're like oh god not it no no so then, you know, uh, Ghosh ends up getting attacked too. Asa turns around. He's like, what the hell is going on? That's when we meet the leader of the Eye of the Midnight Sun, Licked. How did you think that the leader just popped up? This early in the game, he just popped up. I was like, oh, God. We're all going to die. But honestly, when I saw him, I was like, yeah, they're gonna die. They're like gonna that's die. just it. Like that means like, yeah. like somebody gotta come. If they don't come, they're they're dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you know, Asa tries to uh, hold off a little bit, but he cannot 
uh, fight off that guy as much. He can't fight off Bullock as much because he ends up finding out that he has a really rare magic, which is light magic. And he too also has a four-leaf grimoire like Yuno does. So the fact that he has this really rare and powerful magic and he has a four-leaf grimoire, Asa's like, oh God, there's no way I can defeat him. And when it looks like he's about to get screwed too, Boom, bada, bing, here comes Captain freaking Yami. How did you feel when Captain Yami popped up? I was like, this is, I was like, this is the fight I've been waiting for. Like, I need uh, to see yes. my man's fight. I was like, let's go. Oh, yes. With the help of Finral, our taxi guy, <laughs> he ends up getting to the village and to where Asta is. And boom, he pops up and is able to, you know, defend Asta. Uh, then he tells Finral to take the sister and Ghosh to back to the village so that they can be healed, which was funny when you get, when they get to the village, you find out that Ghosh's injuries weren't as serious as the sister's, almost as if he missed Ghosh's vital points on purpose. Hmm. What'd you think of that? Wasn't that kind of fishy? Very suspicious. Very suspicious. It's like, okay, Very. he was pretty ruthless with the sister, but why did it look like he missed uh, Ghosh's, like, he injured him, but not as serious? And it's like, hmm. That's that's odd. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it because he's a kid or like what's up? Because this is something about this is weird. Yeah. So, you know, after they get back and they heal the sister, um <clears throat> at this point everyone's pretty much spent. Uh Fenrir doesn't have that much magic left. He could probably do one more portal. But of course, at this point, Fenrir's like, I want to get the hell out of here. He doesn't have any offensive magic, so he's like, I'm gonna be no help. But with uh, right before it looked like the sister's about to die, but of course she plays a little trick on Ghosh, and he she's like he's like God damn it, old lady. <laughs> so she ends up you know giving him the little bit of magic he has she has left, and the kids are like, hey, take my magic too. I'm not strong like you, but I want to help Asta as well. So you know they're like, take my magic too, and even his sister's like, yeah, take my magic. Uh, go help your friend. And he turns to Finro and he's like, Finro, let's go. And Finro's like, God damn it, what I always get dragged into these situations. <laughs> I guess facial expression is so fucking funny because Eric, the whole time we were just like, I was like, damn, I just got here. Like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> when he also finds out that Licht has, you know, light magic and has a four-leaf grimoire, he's like, nope, nope, nope. Time to get the hell out of here. Nope, mm-hmm. nope. So during before all of that, before they end up coming back, we get this awesome fight between uh, Yami and Licht. How did you feel about the Yami and Licht fight? Because honestly, this is kind of where most people started to pick up Black Clover when they heard about this really awesome fight between the uh, leader of the Island Midnight Sun and our captain Yami. I was like, Yami gonna be his ass. Like, be his ass. There, was, there was no other way. It was, was such like, a good fight. fight. Such oh a good fight. <laughs> and the whole time we were going, I was like, yo, let's go. Let's Yami. go. So yeah, you know, Yami's fighting. Uh, we learn more about his magic, which is dark magic. And we find out that normally dark magic is pretty slow compared to light magic, which is really fast. But Yami being the total badass and smart guy that he is sometimes, he finds out a way to use his magic by clothing clothing it with his sword to speed it up. 
So you're like, okay, so yeah, he had a really slow magic, but over the years he learned a technique to uh, use it in a way to use it more offensively. So I was like, okay, there we go. So, and throughout the whole fight, I love it too, how even throughout the whole fight, he ends up teaching Asta, because you know, Asta's like, he sees how Captain Yami's like blocking his blows and not getting hit. So he's like, how are you able to sense his magic that fast? And he's like, oh, I'm reading his key. And Asta's like, what is that? So literally in the middle of the fight, he's teaching Asta how to use a technique. He knows the key of how to read someone through their movements and how they breathe and everything. And it's just like, yeah, read his key and you could pretty much read his moves and what he's going to do next. So, which is funny that, like I said, throughout the whole fight, he's teaching Asta how to do this. But when it seems like that was, that was a really cute moment because I, I was like, should you be doing this right now? Like, yeah, that's what my I was like, should you really be doing this right now? Like one false move, nothing could get you in the head. But yeah, Captain Yami being right? Captain Yami is just like one arm just ching 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 ching. So Asta, this is what you need to do about learning key. I was like, really? But that just showed you how much of a badass Yami is. Like he could teach someone a new technique and still be fighting. So still be winning too and that winning <laughs> yeah so that's what gets like even matter because of course you know he's really mad that they hurt sally and he's like how dare you disgusting humans hurt one of my people so you know and the fact that he's you know holding him off he's like you know what i've had enough and when it looks like he's about to do this really powerful move that's when uh finral and gosh come back and gosh ends up uh when he's about to unleash his really powerful attack and even yami's like yeah i don't think i could block this uh that's when gosh comes back and he with all the magic he uh took from everyone forms this really huge sword on uh, that sword a uh, mirror to reflect it back at uh licked so they do that and they it looks like they've won yet again but when it looks like the fight is over here comes three more people which are oh god what are they called the Third Eye, yes, Third Eye, which are the three strongest members of the Eye of the Midnight Sun. We have Fauna the Hateful. Uh, oh God, what's the other guy? What are the other two guys' name? There's the Beast guy, and then the Sleepy guy. Mm, and then, can't remember the one that copies. The one that copies magic, yeah, he's the Sleepy guy, and then there's the Beast guy who uses the Beast magic. I can't remember their names. It's like really like, oh my God, hold on. I'm gonna look up their names, but I'm gonna keep talking. But uh, you know, yeah, so they pop up and um, Asta and Fenrir and uh, Gosha pretty much like, oh God damn it, here we go again. <laughs> so yeah, I mean at this point, uh Yami is pretty much spent with his magic. He still tries to fold back, but he can't as much. But um what was I gonna say? So you know, <laughs> he's about to fight. He, he's like pretty much spent back. He's pushed against the wall, and it looks like him and the other eye of the midnights, uh the other magic knights are gonna get killed off when here comes three other captains to save them yeah I was have... saying wait, this time, right yeah uh the captain of the civil eagles knows this nozelle uh the captain of the green praying mantis jack the ripper 
and the captain of the Blue Rose, uh, Charlotte. So how did you feel when those three popped up to save, uh, save pretty much the Black Bulls? Ooh, wait. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. It was like, I... Because at this point, you still don't know that much about their powers, though. We knew they were Mm -hmm. strong captains, but we don't know anything else about them. Mm -hmm. You know? So it was a really good chance for us to actually see what their powers were, how they interacted with one another. Like, especially there was, like, a little little rivalry between um, Jack the Ripper and Yami. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. So, I was like, this is an interesting way. Like, how are they going to, like, how is, like, Yami going to be reacting? React- <coughs> which is to, pretty like, funny because that's what we're going to get to a little next, which was um him pretty much, like, getting on the nerves of all the three captains. I actually found their names of the other. It's Raiha, Vito, and Fana. So Raiha is the cap, the uh, copy one. Vito's the one with the beast magic, and of course, Fauna is the one with the fire magic. Which later, which you do find out that she does have one of the four great spirits, the fire spirit Salamander, which really you know scares them even more because they're like, God dang it, here we go again with more stuff popping out of nowhere. These villains are really amped up though. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, he, um, like I was saying back with Yami, he, uh, you know, pretty much gets on the nerves and pissed off all the other captains. You know, he tells, uh, you know, him and his rivalry with Jack. He's like, hey, Jack, missing all the fun. He's like, shut up, sucky hero. <laughs> you know, getting on his nerves. And then he uh, makes fun of Nozelle for his hair. And then they're like, hey, he tells the other guys, like, hey, how do you think he gets his hair like that? And they're like, oh, you know, they're like joining the conversation. Like, oh, you know, he's royalty. So I'm sure he has someone doing it for him. They're like, nah. It looks really detailed. He probably does it himself. And they're like, no, nah, no. Nah. He probably has a whole, like, saloon to get his hair done. It was so funny. He just, like, he pulls out his silver magic. And he's like, should I just kill you all right now? Is it done yeah, it? like, forget them. I'm going to kill y'all. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, him and Charlotte. Of course, Charlotte, we know, has the biggest crush on Yami. And Yami's just like, oh, God. You know, making fun of her. He's like, oh, my God. You're such a what was the word he used? I can't remember. He was like, whatever feminist at this point, you'll never get a husband. And she like wraps him up with her whips and she's like, I don't need a man. The better feel is my husband. And he's like, God, you're never going to get married with that type of attitude. And of course, she's just like, oh, you freaking idiot. What have the fall for an idiot like you? Yeah. But I, I don't remember being that, um, what's it called? Mm-hmm. When you just like, picture a woman as like the soft and dash style yeah and that nothing else mm-hmm. Mano, i forgot how to say it um manicus manicus minocytes something like that i don't know masochist? i didn't expect him to be there you go masochist i didn't expect him to <laughs> do that yeah it was just i don't know yami just pisses off everyone he meets and he's just like they're like dang it if you want a captain we kill you already <laughs> So, you know, at that point, uh, the three captains take off the, uh, go against the three members of the three of third eye, and it looks like Licht is about to, you know, escape since he's so badly hurt, 
but then um that's when um you know throughout the whole commotion that's when asta uh jumps in to attack lick which which actually turns out to be a good thing since they're like oh they're like he's like wait a minute why wasn't i able to sense him uh i should have been able to sense his magical presence and that's when they're like oh duh he has no magic so you weren't able to sense him coming and he doesn't know how to use how to read someone's presence like Asa just has. So he was able to get up on him, but he wasn't the other way around. So Asa's able to get this blow on him and Yami comes in as well and hits him as well. Uh, that pushes back the third eye and they retreat. That's when, um, at this point, everyone's pretty much really, we kind of spent a little bit. Asta ends up passing out after, you know, they escape. Then he, uh, that's funny because Yami turned around and like, is he dead? And he's like, really? Maybe you should be a little more concerned about your squad mates. And it's like, really? He turned around and was like, oh, I think he died. This <laughs> was like, I think he died. Um, um, yeah, we should probably do something about that, right? We should probably do something. And it's like, yes, we should do something. The guy's on the floor, like crippled. So like, you should help him. So you know, you know, um, Asta ends up waking up, uh, covered up in flowers and whatnot. He freaks out. He's like, "Ah, oh, what the hell's going on? Where am I?" That's when we find out that um, more reinforcements came, and uh, you know, Mimosa and Klaus showed up. But they showed up right as the battle was ending. So Mimosa showed up to pretty much come and healed Asta, which I thought was pretty hilarious because you know, after they're like, "Oh my God, you were unconscious for I think a day," they said, and they were like. <laughs> You know, we were taking care of you and healing you. So, you know, when he wakes up and a Mimosa releases her spell, she runs up and hugs off like, oh, I'm so happy you're still okay. And of course, Noel being all jealous is like, all right, this hug is over. Pushes them apart, but pushes Asta even harder away, bashing him against the wall. And he's like, what was that for? I'm still hurt. And she's like, whatever, loser. Yeah, that was such a um, soccer moment. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I think I hurt the man. He's just he's, like he's still hurt. Come on, but you get it. She she can't. You know she's such a cinder. She can't express her feelings as openly as like Mimosa or Rebecca. But you know I love the little thing with Klaus. You know him being like, oh yeah, we were taking care of you. Mimosa's like, oh especially Klaus. He wouldn't leave your side. He was taking care of you. You know wiping off any sweat that came off you. And he's like, shut up. You don't have to tell him that. <laughs> being such the pretty much the mother hen that he it turns out to be I I really love how he changed his character because at first I hated him how he was so mean to you know and Austin in the beginning but after you know he acknowledged their you know potential he pretty much turns into like a mother hen worrying so much about both of them it's just so cute how he is so worried about both of them but turns around and does like a Noel and he's like I'm not worrying about you I'm not coddling you and he's like yeah you are no, I liked it because it was such such a 180. It's such a 180. From where, from where he started, I was like, yes. And I, I could understand why he thought that way because, like, in that world, a lot of people are racist. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are, like, judgmental. Basically, if you're, not, uh, if you're not nobility, if you're not royalty, basically, the rest of the kingdom pretty much treats you like you're garbage. You're mm -hmm. not uh, worth it, which we will get into later on. But one of the, the members of the Black Bulls, what happens in his backstory, which, oh, that broke my heart, but we won't get into that yet. But just funny because, you know, you know, you know, in Austin, their little banter, he's like, oh, if I was there, we would have captured the leader's enemy and we would have been done with this. And he's also like, well, 
oh, well, they might have gotten away, but I'm going to be the one to catch him. He's like, no, I'm going to catch him. He's like, no, well, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. And then it's going back and forth. And I was like, you two stop. Like, you're literally on the hospital bed, Asa. Sit your ass down. <laughs> Relax. So, calm down. So, you know, they uh go back. They, uh, the Golden Dawn leave. And just as uh, Noel and everyone else is about to leave, you know, he gets his coat back from one of her siblings. And, you know, he's like, yeah, all right. You know, making sure everyone's okay and happy. And right before they leave, um, him and Noel get into like a little banter and Rebecca sees this and she's like oh I think she's the one he was talking about which of course we know is not but so you know she feels you know kind of furious since Noel is a magic knight and she's like well you know I can't compete with her in, in forms of strength but I can still at least get one thing from him so she walks up and kisses him on the cheek right in front of Noel thanking him for you know saving her siblings that got taken and of course this freaks noelle out because she's like no what no 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 <laughs> she's like i can't do that yet why are you doing this now no 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 so like, it was my like, man like damn it <laughs> so we get back and um that's when uh the captain's about to have this meeting pretty much to discuss the two uh I the Midnight Suns that they captured during the whole capital attack. Uh, they've been trying to like read their they the assistant to the uh, Wizard King Marks. Uh, he has this magic that he's able to like read people's minds and memories, but he can't since they have like this weird magic blocking it. That's when the Wizard King gets an idea and he's like, "Hey, why don't we use that kid who has the anti magic?" So you know he invites, he tells Yami to invite Asta, and he's like, "Hey, bring Asta with you. I have something for him to do for us." And also at the same time, they've been alluding that there's been a traitor in the mix of the Magic Knights because they're like, "How could they infiltrate the capital so easily?" Since there was like a protective barrier with May just doing it so they're like something must have happened so they have been alluding for a while that they might be a traitor in the mix that's when all the captains except for Flagoleon pop up um also goes down to the dungeon where the two members of the Eye of the Midnight Suns are he has a little talk with uh the Wizard King he pretty much tells him like hey we want to use your anti-magic to release the spell on these guys so that we can learn who the traitor is that's when you know he ends up bringing down all the other captains and being like hey we need um Asta's help with this he's gonna release the spell that's on these guys so that we can learn what's going on um of course this freaks out uh one of the captains that we later find out was the traitor and it turns out to be the captain of the purple orcas oh god i don't even know how to say his name gueldo Pozat. Uh, pretty much they call him Hams. So, how did you feel finding out that the one who caused the attack on the Capitol was a former, was actually a captain? Mm, I was like, if the, so if there's one, of, if that's him, that means who else is training? Because remember, there wasn't there like the Orpha one too? Which one? That betray them, the um, the invisible guy, the that that one captain as well. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That that was him, the one who uses the invisible magic. 
Mm, that's mm. him. That's the one that caused all this. So, you know, they're like, oh, at first he's like trying to deny it. Like, no, 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 they must be lying. But, they, you know, they're like, that's impossible. They're under, spell, under my spell. They can only speak the truth. They're like, no, they're trying to set me up. So then, you know, Yami comes up with the idea like, hey, if they really are lying, let us look into your memories and, and see if you, you know, you, that's all a lie. You know, if you've really been good. And that's when, you know, all the other captains kind of spill out information like, oh, they've been hearing rumors. He's been doing dirty deals and shady businesses throughout the kingdom. So, you know, he freaks out. And he's like, no, I'm going to clear my name. But of course, he's just trying to escape. So he like, that's when he turns invisible and he uses, he creates like these invisible like warriors to hold back the captain so that he can escape. Um, they can't locate him when he's under that spell since, you know, it like covers his magical presence, but that's when Yami's like, "Hey, we not, may not be able to find him, but a boy who knows how to use key could find him." And that's when Asa, you know, comes out and he's like really disappointed. He's like, "How could you do this? You're a magic knight captain. How could you betray your kingdom like this?" And you know, he's just like, "Whatever, kid. You're nothing but a filthy commoner. You need to be on the ground, on your knees, like you should." And it's like, "Ugh, shut up." right like oh, like come on now like obviously that didn't work for you because look at you now so you know is holding him off and when it looks like he's about to escape that's when real the captain of the blue was it blue no the blue deer blue what what's that skill i think he's i think he's a deer i think he's a deer Some it's a deer, deer but i can't remember what the color was Ugh, saluting my mind aqua deer there we go and it was something blue aqua deer <clears throat> so that's when real pops up and he uses his picture magic to create and trap him in this painting he created like how did you feel of seeing the aqua deer's captain's magic i'm impressed that yeah he could basically create anything in the form of a picture and yeah and sad because is that the point when they told him the backstory of him no, 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 that's during the Royal Knight exam. Ah, okay. not his backstory yet. <clears throat> but that was impressive. Like that was impressive. Way, I was like, he just think about it and just do it like that and just make it. That's that's so cool. Yep. And then oh, no, he meets his creativity. Yep, yep. So then he, of course, he meets Asta and he's like, "Hey, how'd you do that? That's so cool." Um, you know, introducing himself. Hey, I'm real. I'm 19. And Asta's like, hey, I'm Asta. I'm 15. I'm like, I can't. He's like shocked. He's like, oh, wow, you're 19. And you're a captain. He's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to be friends? And he's like, what? <laughs> friends with a captain? And he's like, yeah, all the other guys, all the other captains are so old and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, we could be friends since we're not that far apart. And he's also like, me, friends with a captain? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to turn that down. What? So, you know, uh, that's when they, you know, end up, uh, which is pretty funny because there's a little scene where all the captains bust through the wall, destroying the building, trying to get to him. And, you know, even uh, Julius was like, uh, even if we had destroyed the whole area to capture him, we would have done it. And Nasa's like, these people are insane. They're really mm-hmm. to, to destroy this whole building to get this one guy. Man. And it's like, and these are the Magic Knight captains. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> that so they, that shows you the shoe scope of, like, their craziness. Pretty much. So um, they get him back in and they use the magic. That's when they find out about all his dirty deals and how he made a deal 
with the eye of the midnight sun to get like these really rare magic items. That's why he betrayed them and then uh, and all the other stuff. So of course, with all that, he ends up getting uh, demoted and you know thrown to jail. So now we have two squads that are missing a captain. The Crimson Lions and now the Purple Orcas need a new captain. But before all that, uh, Julius turns to all the other captains and he's like, listen, Ooh, excuse me, this can happen again. You guys need to really watch your squad mates and, you know, make sure no one else has connections to the enemies. We can't let something like this happen again. And they're like, yes, sir. And that's when, you know, they uh, get off. That's when they leave and, you know, go off to do, you know, Magic Knight stuff. But before all that, that's when the Black Bulls get their newest mission where that's where they've been uh, researching the magic stones that the, apparently the enemy, that's when they find out like, oh, that's probably the reason why they targeted Flagolion like they did was because of the magic knight um, stone he had. I said magic knight, the magic stone he had under his, um, he had a, like a necklace. That's probably why they targeted him and they're like, oh, one second, I need some water real quick. Hydrate, girl. Hydrate. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, they've been studying the magic stones, and they're like, um, yes, this is probably what they're looking for for that magic tablet. So they're like, they find they found out a location of one of them, and then the underwater temple. So he tells Yami, "Hey, take your squad." and um, go retrieve that magic stone for us. So uh, I do love the little bit where they, um, you know, at first the Black Bulls are like, hey, we're gonna go to this res like the resort area that's really popular in the kingdom. Of course, Jami's like, it's for a mission, but everyone's like, yay, the beach, the beach, we get to go to the beach. <laughs> and I was just like, I've never been to the beach, this is so cool, and Noelle's freaking out. She's like, wait, I don't have a swimsuit. And Vanessa was like, hey, you can wear one of mine, and gives like this really like scandalous swimsuit. She's like, oh God, no, I can't wear that. Like, so she, you? yeah, she's like, I can't wear that, oh my God. So she, um, they, her, her, um, Vanessa, and Charmy <laughs> go off to buy swimsuits, which is funny because the uh, Mimosa, no, Yuno, and Klaus are, I think, returning for a mission, and they hear someone screaming. So, you know, of course, then being magic knights, jump in to find out what's going on. When they do go into the store and they see, you know, uh, Vanessa ripping off Noelle's clothes and her screaming like, no, stop it. And Klaus being Klaus ends up, you know, seeing that and ends up getting a nosebleed and Noelle freaks out. And, you know, you know, and Momoso like, uh, what's going on? And, you know, they explain, oh, we have a mission and Noelle's freaking out over the swimsuits. And Noelle's like, she's like, well, the ones you're trying to get me to wear are nothing but strings. I can't wear that. And, um, you know, you know, being, you know, trying not to look, it's like looking the other way, not looking at Noel or Vanessa. And I really love when like, um, when she, when he, he, she's explaining the mission to them. She, Vanessa walks up to, you know, holds him by the chin. And he's like, so kid, you want to come with us? And he's like freaking out like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, is it the first time you see him like kind of flustered? He was like, oh. Yeah, because normally, you know, he's Mr. Cool and he doesn't really get off flustered, but when a 
pretty much a girl comes up and is like putting the moves on him, he's kind of like frozen. He's like, uh, no thanks. I'm good. Of course, uh, and then we see Charmy there. She like is fantasizing like, oh, my darling has never seen me in a swimsuit. What if he gets completely enamored when he sees me in this? Mind you, she's wearing probably the ugliest suit I've ever seen. This this big old onesie that covers up like looks like a like a one piece like something you wear outside. Do you wear it at the beach? Something you wear like a little kid would wear or something. She thought she was slaying though. Like, she thought she really thought she was slaying, which is so funny. And her fantasy, you know, is just like, oh, you look so beautiful, and it's just like, uh, Charmy, stop. And of course, when she like jumps into trying to jump into his arms in her fantasy and, and in real life, she's like, wait, where'd my prince go? And they're like, oh, the Golden Dawn boy? Oh, he left with his uh squad mates. And she's like, no. No, that's a blessing. Because if she he seen her with her, she's like, um, what are you wearing? I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, like. So, <laughs> so they end up do picking up a swimsuit for Noel after the after the lady was like, oh, wear this and you'll have all eyes on you. And she's like, oh, all eyes will also have his eyes on me. You know, trying to get his attention. So you know they go the next day they go and they head off to the beach. How did you feel when they left off? Uh, oh God, what was his name? Um. Not gray. Um, who's the other, who's the guy that they end up leaving behind? Magnus. No, Magnus was there. Hold on, let me see if I can find his name real quick. I can't remember his name. We said it yesterday. Well, not yesterday. We said it the other time. Uh, oh, there we go, Gordon. They end up leaving oh. Gordon behind, but they thought Gordon was there when it was just gray transformed into Gordon. So when they figure out, they're like, they, first they thought, hey, where's the guy who was always blowing off smoke? And he's like, oh, I'm right here. And, you know, he transformed to his original form we're used to and trans- transformed back into uh, Gordon. So they're like, wait, if he was transformed as Gordon. Where's the real Gordon? Then we turn back to the uh, Black Bulls hideout. And he's like, finished collecting all his items and he's like okay guys let's go and he's like i'm so it just left me (laughs) he's like all my friends left he doesn't say those bitches because you know he's too nice but i'm pretty sure in his mind he's like them sons of bitches left me yeah these heifers like do they hate me what's up so, you know, they get there, they have the little beach moment, of course, and Yami stops them. He's like, hey, this is serious. We're not here to play around, which shocks all them. And they're like, what? Yami's actually taking this seriously? So that's when he explains, like, hey, we need to, um, the only how we can get to the underwater temple is, of course, underwater. So they're like, okay, Noel, you need to learn how to control your magic so you can get us there. Of course, she knows she's freaking out because she's like, no, I can't control my magic yet. Um, if anything goes wrong, we could all die. So that's Yami's like, you know, his iconic saying, push past your limits, Noel, and, you know, do it. And he, he's like, he's going to get someone killed one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, he's going to get someone killed. He's like, yeah. He's like, you're gonna drown, but like, push past your limits. It's like, what? Doesn't make any sense, but he's like, okay, we have to do it on the full moon, which is a week away, so he's like, you have a week to train and, you know, control your magic. So, of course, you know, she's trying to train and do all that, 
when Austin jumps in and he's like, hey, you know, I'll train with you since, you know, I'm training out here too. And we're, you know, we can train together and I can, you know, keep your magic under control so that way no one in the area can get hurt. When they hear a girl singing and they're like, oh, what's going on? That's when we meet Kahano. How'd you feel of meeting Kahano before we find out what she, who she really is? she was nice like she was a nice person she really was you know she meets austin noel emily's like hey let's be friends and you know that's when they this whole art didn't this kind of scream at you um the little mermaid pretty much yeah (laughs) that was that was that's the whole vibe of this whole arc pretty much so you know she um meets austin and noel becomes friends with them that's when they learn about her singing her song magic how she's able to like heal through you know song and whatnot and um then she talks about how she wants to go up to the surface and become an idol so that she could get money and whatnot it was so funny it was adorable so uh, let's uh, what else what else happened um so you know then she ends up helping um noelle learning how to control her magic and then at the end when um she's like hey think of fond memories something you know happy that would help you you know get better control of your magic but of course they'll and when she was like oh you know think about your family and noelle's like uh that's gonna be kind of hard to do because of course we flash back and oh my god that flashback i already felt bad for noelle but holy shit when you see what some of the things her siblings did to her when she was little that just made me hate them even more like her father pretty much being like why did the um, the steel princess because that's what they call her mom i guess that's her nickname when she was a magic knight like how could the steel princess give up her life for such a useless little girl which is funny because my mom walked in one time when I was watching that exact scene and when she heard the dad say that to Noelle she was like not useless oh my god I was like yeah people in the show be brutal if you're not like a genius at birth so like it's just heart it's just heartbreaking and then you see like she tries to eat food and her one of the um second brother is like didn't i teach you not to eat before me knocking her food to the ground and throwing it around her and um attacking her with their magic and ripping up her dolls in front of her like hey if you're so strong come and take it and then ripping it up and then belittling her all her life and pretty much saying oh why did you survive you should have been the one to die instead of our mother i was like fuck her family like it was just so heartbreaking to see because you're just like what is like she just a child all that she did was come into the world yeah and then they're blaming her for like all that and it's like oh my god so you know when she's trying to it's the last day before the full moon and she's trying to control her magic but she still can't do it and she's like i can't think of any fond memories because i don't have any that's when all the members of the black bulls come and they like push her and they're like hey you could do it noelle you could do it and that's what she's like yeah you know i spent 15 years with my family and don't have a single good memory to speak for it but i've been with the black bulls for i think she's like two three months now and she's like mm-hmm. i have so many fond memories and amazing memories and at the end most of them turn out to be memories of you know her time with asta and that's when um she's like yes um they've accepted me for who i was um 
they're pushing me to be better. So I want to do something for them, you know, them accepting me for who I am. That's when she ends up doing her new spell, uh, Water Cradle. Mm, yes. That's what? a spell. Yeah. That was, that's the name. Yep, yep, yep. Which is basically a pretty much a water spear that you could travel in, which is exactly what they need. So with that out of the way, that's when they are the next night. They're like, all right, let's head off to the underwater temple. Uh, Kahono disappears, but we see her. She's like, you got great friends, Noelle. I can't wait to see you again. And she's like, see you at the temple. And I was like, it was say what now? I was like, oh, so you are someone from the underwater temple. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a part twist. Mm-hmm. So they end up, you know, using Noelle's spell to go to the waters on <coughs> excuse me the sea surface which is they even have some little trouble because you know all the currents that's there which is funny because even Fenrir when he um he points out he's like the, the currents are so strong and powerful he's like this is how they're like at the weakest point he's like I can't even imagine what it's like when they're like at full power yeah y'all would just and then like they see all the fish being you know manip- pretty much being bonded with the magic and them glowing and charmy being charmy kind of be like hey hey kind of would it be would they taste different since you know they're enveloping magic and magic was like stop it you want to drown yeah like don't go sit their head out now you know they end up getting to the underwater temple um they head off to they think they're going to be attacked when they get there but they actually end up getting like really welcomed by the um excuse me, by the citizens. So they're like, huh, I was not um, expecting this. I thought we were going to be like hated and attacked. But it turns out the people of the underwater temple actually really admire people from the surface and like kind of see them as like celebrities, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that was cute. I was like, so I was like, oh, okay, they're not going to attack them. They're actually kind of nice to them and, you know, welcoming them with open arms. I was like, oh, okay. That's a nice little touch. That's a first. Mm Mm-hmm. So they get in there and they end up meeting the uh, temple's master. I forgot what his name was. The grandpa, pretty much. And he's like, hey, um, I'll tell you about the magic. I'll give you the magic stone if you complete this game, if you um, win this game. So he like ends up setting everyone to different locations of the temple. And he's like, hey, if you can defeat one of my top um, temple mages, if you guys win, I'll give you the magic stone. So, you know, everyone ends up getting off into individual fights, um, which is pretty funny because at first, everyone pretty much, Asta, Luck, Magna, and Ghosh take out their opponents pretty quickly. Then he's like, the mage is like, wait a minute, aren't they supposed to be like first-rate knights? How are they this strong? He's like, listen, don't let their ranks um, def- um, delude you into thinking that they're weak. They've been through a lot of stuff and they've grown. <clears throat> so he's like, okay, yeah, sure. He might, they might've been able to defeat the weaker members of it, but I have, I think it's like the top three of the, his strongest members of the um, temple mages. He's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But like, let's see how, let's see how strong <clears throat> they are. Mm-hmm. Then um, we find out there's actually his son, his grandson and his granddaughter. So the son, not the son, let me get to the father first. The father ends up taking on uh, Magma and Luck. The son um, 
Kyoto, I think that's his name. Uh, I want to say so. I want to say yes. But I'm, not... I'm going to see if I can look it up, but I'm going to keep thinking. Um, and that's his name, Kyoto. Wait. Oh, that's not him. That's someone to look like him, but that's not him. Oh my gosh, I just found out my dress has pockets. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're insane. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, Kyoto. There we go. I was right. Ha <laughs> ha. Kyoto. I know he's, I've been remembering these names. So uh, Kyoto ends up fighting Asta, and then uh, Kahono ends up running into Noelle, which is pretty funny because when she runs into Noelle, she still has her on her mask, so Noelle doesn't know it's her right away. So she sees, it's funny because actually she ends up taking down um, Charmy first by putting her to sleep with a lullaby, which is so funny because Captain Yami is getting mad, and he's like, oh, she's not eating for a, a week <laughs> as her punishment for losing. For her, that's like hell. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, she ends up running into Noelle next, and it's so funny because she's like, oh, Noelle, hello, welcome. And, you know, Noelle's like, uh, who are you? And she's like, oh, that's right, you don't, you don't, can't recognize me because of this. And she takes off, and she's like, oh, no, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm one of the top um, temple mages. I'm here to, uh, the, I'm here to, you know, defeat you for my grandfather. She's like, wait, the old man's your grandfather? She's like, yeah, he loves doing these crazy games and whatnot. But, you know, at first, Noelle feels kind of, you know, betrayed because she thinks maybe Kahono knew about them from the beginning and, you know, only helped out Noelle to get information about them. But she's like, no, I really wanted to be friends with you, but um, I still have a job to do, you know, as a temple mage, so we have to fight which at first Noelle doesn't want to, or and then, you know, she's holding back. But then Kahono's like, listen, if you do that, then you won't be giving it your all. And what was the point of you even being here? That's when, you know, Noelle really, you know, takes the fight seriously. And, you know, all these fights are going on, but right as it's about to get serious, we hear this huge crash. We're like, what's going on? Veto of the Third Eye, as well as some of the Eye of the Midnight Sun Mages, somehow show up at the Underwater Temple and are looking for the Magic Stone, and basically already are there to take it and to kill anyone that gets in their way. So how did you feel when the Eye of the Midnight Sun somehow popped up at the Underwater Temple? I was just like, what the fuck? Like, huh? I, was like I was like, one, how did you get there? Yeah, like, that's so, like, because <clears throat> in this show, they don't tell you, or, like, they don't show you what the enemies are thinking, so mm. you really are surprised. Yeah, when so they we, just pop up. Yeah, so that was just, like, I came out of left field. You really did. So, um, so, you know, they end up separating the, the, I, the minute time people go out, you know, find the magic stone and take out, you know, everyone else um everyone is pretty much holding their own with the minions pretty much we do see vanessa uh, finessing her string magic and you know taking out a few members and really good and then um <clears throat> at one point um charmy gray and gosh end up getting into a fight uh gosh uses you know charmy's love for food to you know inspire her to fight when they when she thinks the enemy is trying to take her food from her um but then that's when we meet, that's when we see Gosha's true form, which is this little girl, which actually she is not little, even when Charmy's like, oh, how old are you? She's like, oh, I'm 24. She's like, what, you're older than me? No way. 
so how did you how did you feel when we saw Gosha's I'm not Gosha's uh Gray's true form she's adorable <laughs> freaking adorable like just adorable like the first time I seen I was just like oh my gosh like why would you try to be such a scary little thing you're like why would you try to be so scary you're so cute but I do think we get more of her backstory in later arcs because they don't really explain it that much yeah but like to be honest, I kind of get what she's talking because, like, when you're just that shy, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so, however, there is a huge trouble going on because Luck, Magma, and the father of Kano oh, and Kito, I think his name is Gio. I'm looking at it right now. I think his name is Gio. Yeah. Um, they end up running into Veto, and he pretty much like takes them down. Not easily but he's able to take down the dad and he you know is able to take down luck and magma even though luck and magma do kind of surpass their limits and they end up doing like this really cool combined attack thinking it's gonna take them down but they can't um so how did you feel when like they do this really strong powerful attack and that's not even enough to take down this guy Honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, um, I really don't know how they're going to get out of this one. Like, yeah. I, I really did not know. Because the guy seemed so overpowered, and like the angrier and angrier he got, I was like, I don't know about this one. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty funny, because then uh, Kyoto and Asta you know, call a truce, and they're like, hey, we need to go help our friends and families. So they go, and they see what happened to Luck, Magma, and, you know, Kyoto sees what happened to his dad. So they take on, you know, Veto and He's pretty much wrecking them in the beginning, and he ends up cutting off one of Kyoto's legs, which, you know, we find out when him dancing with, him fighting with Asta, he's a really good dancer, and he uses that in his fighting technique, uh, so him losing his leg is like, and also, he also had a dream of going to the service and becoming a performer with yeah. his sister, so him losing his leg, we were just like, oh, oh no, his dream, it's, it's ruined. Like, there goes that one. And then, um, you know, Asta gets pretty beat up as well. That's when uh, Kahono and Noel pops up and they're like, get away from our friends. And they are trying to hold him off, but they can't even. And all oh, this scene gets me every time. When he realizes, when Veto realizes that uh, um, Kahono's magic, he targets her throat and he pretty much punctures her like, her uh, vocal cords and whatnot, making her impossible to talk and speak. Oh my god, how did that? How did you feel when you saw that scene of him just jamming his fingers through her throat? Who's cried? Like, oh I'm my god! But she's like, at this point, she's like one of the nicest people that ever encountered them. And you just see that happening to her, you're like, oh man. Of course, and Noelle is like freaking out. She's like, no. She's pretty much the last one standing. Everyone else is uh, like either off somewhere or hurt. Uh, Captain Yami and the grandfather can't get out because they had a mage pretty much trapping them <clears throat> where they aren't using uh, spatial magic. So Noelle's pretty much on her own. But when she sees pretty much everyone is hurt and she's the last one standing, she unlocks another really powerful magic, which uh, when uh, Veto realizes, oh, this girl must be royalty, and he's like, oh, your kind is the worst of the all humans. So he's like, oh, I'm going to make an example out of you, and, you know, 
And that's when she's like, oh, don't understand me. I might be royalty, but I'm a member. I'm Noelle Silva of the Black Bulls, and you're going to pay for hurting my friends and squad mates. That's when she unleashes her most powerful attack, a Sea Dragon's War. What did you think when she whipped out her Sea Dragon's War attack? <laughs> Yo, I was like, yes. And be a strong female character. Come yep. on, a strong yep. main female character, please. So, you know, she does that attack and it's so strong and it's funny because when they see it, they're like, oh my god, is that the sea god? And even the grandfather, when he saw Noelle, he was like, oh, is she the sea goddess? And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, no, she's not the sea goddess, at least not yet, but you know, she you know she uh, does this really huge blow to uh, Veto and takes him off one of his arms, which we were like, "Yeah, there you go, Noel." But of course, with that, he ends up getting like you said. The matter he gets, the more powerful he seems to become because with that, he gets super mad and um, ends up growing back his arm, which they're like, "That's impossible." Not even the best healing magic in the world can, you know, grow back a missing limb. That's when you see, like, this third eye pop up in his head. And he's, like, getting madder and madder. And it's about to do this really powerful attack on Noelle. Uh, Yami can pretty much sense what's about to go down. So he tells Noelle, run, get out of there. And she's like, I can't leave everyone here. So she tries to attack one more time, but that last spell t- drained the last bit of her magic, so she's unable to defend herself. Uh, it looks like the attack got her when, boom, Asta, with his little bit of strength, comes and blocks the attack. <coughs> oh, go ahead, Asta, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. It's also revealed that... um. And throughout the whole thing, Kahono used last of her strength to heal Asta a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, okay, let's do this. Of course, at this point, Finro comes and he's like, nope, pretty much like how he was in the last kind of big story. He's like, nope, 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 I'm not doing this. Um, this guy's going to pretty much tear us all apart. I need to get out of here. He's about to literally, he's about to ditch everyone and leave when um, Vanessa... It's like the representation of everyone's that's the audience, to be honest. Because, like, you know, like, you want to help, but it seems like you know you can't do anything. Yeah, so he tr- he tries to leave, but Vanessa Bob chumps in, and she's like, listen, it might seem impossible. If we all work together, we could do this. That's when um, she, like, that's when Finnell, you know, jumps in as well. And the three of them, uh, they tell Noelle, hey, use whatever little bit of magic you have left to protect the others. Uh, and then the three of them take on Veto. Uh, how did you feel of them combining their magic of, you know, since Asta's so badly hurt, Vanessa uses her strings to control Asta and, like, and pretty much throw him around to the where he needs to be to attack Veto. And, um, you know, Finral using his portal magic to um, transport Asta to different directions when it looks like he's about to get attacked. So how did you feel of them, you know, combining their magic to take down Beto? I think that was one of my favorite um, team member working together, like, mm-hmm. um, like sets. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in a long time. So good. Like, that was, because it flowed so well. The animation was really great at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so, it was like a wonderful, like, match. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, you know, they're able- all the characters grow too. Because mm-hmm. before they never have even done like that. They never would have done that. But and it's funny got the whole thing. They're pretty much telling Asa, like, hey, you did this. You are the one who pushed us to come better and stronger. So, you know, there's no way we can let you die here. So they go and, you know, take it's like they take Reto out, but then he uh <clears throat> He jumps back when they look like he's he defeated them. He jumps back up, grabs Asta by the arms, and pretty much crushes Asta's arms. So you know they're like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" And um, they're like, at "This point, he's gotten even madder. He's like glowing red, look like he's about to like self destruct or something." And everyone's pretty much like, "There's nothing else we could do. We're all spent of our magic and." Asta's too badly hurt to even lift up his sword, but Asta's still like, no, we can't give up. Uh, this isn't the end for us. Um, we have to keep going, and that's when freaking, here we go again, freaking freaking Captain Yami shows up, and he's like, all right, guys, you guys done enough. Yes. It's time for me to go past my limits. I was like, let's fucking go. Yes. Come on, yo, come through. Come through. He was like, my team members have done They've done their part. Now it's time for me to finish this. Finish. Like, Which is funny because at first they're like, how the hell did you get out of that? And he's like, yeah, I just pushed past my limits. And like, that didn't explain what well, what you did. <laughs> yeah, that just means you're insane. And you just ignored all your vital signs. And just went for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that means. That's pretty much. So, you know, he steps up to Veda, like saying, hey, thank you for pushing them as far as they did you really you know helped them surpass their limits and watching them helped me surpass my limits that's when he um unleashes a new spell he learned that's what he used to get out of that whole um spell trap he was in that's when he uses the dark magic uh dark dimension slash yes one shot slashes veto into killing him ending the fight so how did you feel of Captain Yami just coming in and just one-shotting this guy? This is this is like this is that team member moment. Like this is like because he's to me like Levi is to Attacking Titan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so whenever you see him like do his his do his actions, and somehow I'm like it only, it only should take him just one slash, you know? One slash. Because he's so hyped up to me. He mm-hmm. it should only do this one thing. While it's taking them like a whole like two hours and like working on it, it should only take them that one little slash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Like show them what the, your captain is. Come on. So uh let's well, that's pretty much the end of that. Everyone stays a little longer to heal. Um Kahono, you know, tells Noelle, like through her magic, like, hey, don't worry. I'm not gonna give up on my dream. I'm still gonna be an idol. I'll find a way to heal my voice. Um fix my voice and whatnot which is funny because then you see her brother kind of developing a crush on Noel, being like oh she's the sea goddess everyone's talking about you know yeah that was cute that was really cute but then it's funny because Kahuna's like um I think she's kind of already has her heart set on someone else which you know she's pretty obvious sees that she likes uh Asta so you know everyone's pretty much healed about this point Asta's bandaged up and um they were able to get the magic stone so after, you know, they say goodbye and everyone's healed up, they oh, go yeah. off. I, I think I have to start going now, though. Okay. Um, 
I mean, we could stop here pretty much because I do have something I got to do too. So we could stop here. Uh, so the next time we pick up, we could pick up with the uh, witches and the royal knights exam. What's on my favorite? Oh, yes, yes. So we didn't yeah. get through uh, the to the royal knights exam, but I think we could wait till next time. So that is a pretty long arc, and there's a lot of fights that I do want to go into like details about. So yes, because everything because it's it's. It's a lot that happens in a very short period of time for that arc, and it's really oh, yeah. good. Especially with the whole witches arc, which we'll talk about next time, since there is a lot that happens in that arc as well, especially, you know, dealing with how are we going to, you know, deal with now that Asa has his arms pretty much broken, and, you know, the big news about what happened with him, and, you know, how they fix that, and more information about the Eye of the Midnight Sun, and then that whole Royal Knights exam. Um, uh, yeah, I just we could wait off until that. Those th- those are two really good big arcs before we get into the uh, pretty much them taking on the Eye of the Midnight Sun and then pretend pretty much taking on the demon too. So we could we could stop here and um, do those two arcs next time. Okay. Okay. All right. So Let's... um, I'm gonna do my little news section and then I'll end it off here. So uh, you got to go, you could go and then I'll do my new section and then that is it. So thank you again for, you know, joining me, Denisha, with our talk of Black Clover. <laughs> so next time we join, we'll be talking about the, uh, wiz- not the wizard, the witches, witches for the, the forest of witches. And then we'll finally get into the Royal Knights exam because, ooh, let me tell you, there is a character mm-hmm. there that I really, really want to talk about that uh i spies so good mm-hmm. yes it is all right well thank you for having me no problem man have a great day girl you too all right so let's just finish off our new section and then like i said next week we'll talk about the uh, Force of Witches and the uh, Boiled Knights exam. So for our news section um, from AnimeNewsNetwork.com, Clamp streamed an Animal Crossing on their official YouTube last Wednesday. They um, uh, two of their members uh, were playing Animal Crossing New Horizon, and then two days later, the channel hosted a live stream of them exploring and commenting on an island created by one of their fellow members. I thought that's pretty cute for you guys, you know, especially for people who are Animal Crossing fans. Um, next piece of news from um, Anime News as well. This talks about the uh, Roni Kenjin Saya Suho, the beginning, the second of the two final chapter films in the live action film series. Uh, topped Japanese box office in its opening weekend. The film sold 350,000 tickets for over 508 million yen or about 4.7 million US dollars in its opening weekend. The film opened last Friday, so that's very interesting. Um, um, I love Ronnie Kenshin, but I've never seen any of the live action, so uh, I hope it's good. <laughs> um, 
also from Anime News Network. This talks about um, the Demon Slayer movie, the Hirokami Chronicles, and how they now have the subtitle trailers for both Ainosuke and Zenitsu. So if you want to see that, you can um, check on, on the article, or I'm sure you can find them on YouTube as well. So like, la- I think it was last week, they had the subtitle version for um Tanjiro and Nezuko so now they have the subtitled for Inosuke and Zenitsu um next also from Anime News Network um Toonami is going to be airing the Yasuhime Prince wait half demon princess because I said that wrong So on the official Facebook page for Adult Swim Tsunami's Proming blog announced on Tuesday that the blog will begin airing Yasuhime Princess Half Demon, uh, the anime spinoff uh, Yumiko Takahashi's Inuyasha series on June 26th at 1 a.m. So pretty much it'll go uh, My Hero Academia at 12, Dr. Stone Stone Wars at 12.30, Yasuhime at 1.00. 130 food uh, food war third plate 2 a.m black clover 230 naruto shippuding three o'clock attack on titan and 330 dragon ball super the anime premiered in japan in october uh, yasuhime uh appeared in japan in october of 2020 Biz Media began streaming the anime with English subtitles on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu on the same day in North and Latin America territories. Funimation is partnering with Viz to release the anime's English dub. So that's good right there. Um, next news from comicbook.com. This talks about how the Demon Slayer manga apparently um, has outsold the Dragon Ball series uh globally so do, 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 do. ranking all the shonen jump series based on numbers of, of copies per volume there for jojo's kimini Kumo, captain subasa and prince of tennis i've tried to only use the numbers for the amount of volumes run in jump uh this is from uh the twitter shonen soto According to Shonen Saito, uh, Demon Slayer took first place with 6.52 copies sold per volume in both markets. Dragon Ball hit second place with 6.9 globally and 4.29 in Japan. So that just shows just how good Demon Slayer really is. I can't wait for the second season to come and um, to see where this story is going to pick up and what more we're going to be able to uh, get from that. Uh, next news from Anime News Network. Uh, Zach Siner on initiate in making. Um, he said <clears throat> in an interview on Saturday that he would consider making a film based on the Dragon Ball Z anime series if the circumstances were right. He also expressed interest in making a remake or live action work based on the anime's properties and profess to watching a lot of animes with his child. That's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind if they, I mean, I don't really love, like, love live action, but that live action uh, Dragon Ball movie was freaking terrible, so I wouldn't mind if they actually redid it and maybe did it better. That last one was, ugh. Probably like, that's like the worst one, and people talk about it all the time. Um, anime, um, next, Anime News Network. 
um he Ooh, I can't talk right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> Basically, there's going to be an auction hold for the first major like, auctions hold first major auction for anime arts on June 25th. The art of anime and everything cool auction will include 928 lots from Japan. Japanese, American comics, and animation. Basically, they're going to be uh, holding auctions for anime sales and backgrounds from June 25th to 27th. Um, where is this going to be? I think it's in Japan. So this is for people who are in Japan. Um, and the last piece of news from Anime News Network. Discotech license. Discotech announced on Monday that it has licensed the Shaman King, Lupin the Third Part 5, Detective Conan, The Dark Nightmare, and the Galactic Cyclone Barge anime. The company will also release Super Dimension Sen- Century Ogashi and Fatal Fury the Overlay collections and later will include the Fatal Fury Legend of the Hungry Wolf and the Fatal Fury 2 the new battle original video game OVA on Blu-ray disc later this year. So basically this is an um, anime com- company that's going to be releasing a lot of these um old animes into I guess on DVD so they have the Detective Conan they have the original Shaman King dubbed and edited version of 2001 uh, the, the loop in the third part five and then some other stuff uh, so that's pretty much it um so that's it you guys thank you again so much for listening um let's see what should i so um like i said next time we will be getting into our um we didn't really get to the section that we were hoping to end off today but we'll get into that next time so next time we will be talking about the um <clears throat> the uh I keep forgetting the name the forest of witches and the royal knights exam so that's what we'll be talking about next time we get Nisha on if not then we'll all talk about another anime since that is an anime we both really love and have watched and it's pretty much in the completion like she said she's pretty much hasn't just finished the last uh chapter not the last chapter last a uh, couple episodes that's come out but I can't wait, um, and we'll talk about that, so at the end, that's it, you all, thank you again so much for listening, and I'll see you all next time.